All right, guys, what's up? Bo Nickel here. Week 7, better picks. Let's get right into it. Here's my lineup. At QB, Tua Tagovailoa over on passing yards. He's about to tear the Eagles up. I also have James Cook. James Cook. Not a great game last week, but I think he's due. I'm picking James Cook to score a touchdown in their game against New England. New England's defense, garbage. James Cook, going to cut him up. Last but not least, I got Marquise Brown over on receiving yards. Lock it in. I've been really getting into jeans that aren't as slim. Yeah, my girl just bought me a pair of those, and I, I don't know she how got, I feel about it. That's not you. Yeah. It's not, not you. I, I need my jeans like my tights. I just need their yeah. skin. You're not a boot cut, loose She's jean trying to guy. convert Re- me. You're not a relaxed fit. No. Yeah. I never was, and I never will be. No, you won't be. It's well, just will I you. probably wear them at some point to make her happy? Yeah, but. I really hope you don't, because <laughs> I'll be like a little weirdly. That's, that's kind of embarrassing. Yeah, I'm a super slim fit kind of guy. Super, super slim. Speaking of super slim, ordered my uh, tux today. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Figured you guys needed a little reminder. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that's that was awesome. good. We did need one, but. I saw Shaq ordered it too, <laughs> so looks like we're That's set. big. Yeah, he's uh, early on that. I still have to get mine. I'm getting it fitted after the fight. Are you getting one for from a local place? Or yeah, something? nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's smart. It's good stuff. Yeah, black on black on black. Nice. And I ordered some. Are you doing a black tee or I'm not tee? But now, yep. black tie That's everything. Sick. Then I I just ordered some some dope shoes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Their secret. Yeah, I can't. I can't spoil them. But they're that's uh, good. Just say there's some crocodile in the mix. <gasps> <laughs> that's sick. <laughs> oh man, some crocodile. I saw. Them, I was like, Dud. that you. It was that. I was don't, it. I don't care what they cost. Yeah, that's it. That's dope. Good stuff. Yeah, Fun stuff. Sick. Mm-hmm. What's up, bro? What's up, man? How you doing, buddy? Good, man. How are you guys? Doing well. Love yeah. to hear it. Doing Your well. hair looks better than it ever has. Thanks, man. I got a cut after you made fun Again. of me. I did get bullied into getting a haircut. So It is nice how we can make fun of you, and then you become better the next time. <laughs> that's th- that's what you love to see out of a, a younger brother. Yeah. They don't just get sad when you violate them. They actually adjust. Listen and improve. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got sad first, and then <laughs> Right. That's part of the process. <laughs> yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a whole process. That's how it rolls. Me and Bo went hunting yesterday. We did, bro. Ronan had a great time. Really? So yeah. much right fun. Here? Yeah. It was actually like like hunting. It wasn't killing. Did you kill something? No. No. So I'll just give you a lowdown. So we get out there and uh, our tree stand, the stand that I normally sit in, it's a one-person stand. Mm. So we have to hunt on the ground, which already makes it 200% harder because – animals will see you smell you all that different stuff and so we kind of pick a spot by this tree we get nestled in and around five and we sat there for probably an hour and 40 minutes didn't hear anything didn't see anything and uh i had been we had been kind of whispering back and forth hey all right this and i'm like telling him kind of what to do get him a lowdown give him some info and then uh he's like hey there's a deer and i'm like first off shut up second off stop moving he's like there's a deer behind me there's a deer behind me and i'm like all right just shut up just chill 
And so I, and it, and it's right at, it's, it's getting dark. Shooting hours are getting close. And so I kind of look back and I'm trying to find her. And, uh, she's like 65, this is a doe. She's like 65 yards out and she just bounds off. And, uh, I was like, wow, that was cool. And he was like, that's the craziest thing ever. I'm like, all right, all right, chill. And so we're sitting there and then she actually, so she bounded off into the, into the woods. We couldn't see her anymore. We were in the woods, but like she bounded off into some thicker stuff mm-hmm. and then she came back around and then she ended up walking right by us at probably 30, 35 yards. She smells Ronan's musk. And she, she, she knew we were there. She was like sitting, looking at us kind of curious and stuff. And then like bounced around and Ronan's like moving around and I'm like, stop moving. Bro, Dude, there was a point where Stop I was like, moving. I was on the ground, like laying down. The only hunting that I can ever like picture in my head is like Call of Duty. So I was just like in laying completely <laughs> down. It was good. Like trying not to move. Like, and then all of a sudden I'd be like trying to move my camera and go like the leaves and stuff. And yeah. the was like, <laughs> it, it was good. Like, what, you had the right idea right. to get into a position, but you got to get your timing better. So when the deer's looking at you and stopped you got to be still it's like a girl <laughs> if the deer's the like in the wild they're not yeah. gonna move when they move you got to play the opposites yeah exactly exactly so once her head goes behind a tree she can't see you then you adjust you get into position all that stuff but if they're looking at you you can't move they're never going to come in but that we we i could have probably taken a shot at her for at 35 yards but it was getting dark, and she deserved to live another day. She was cute. I guess so. That's cool, though. That's yeah, dude. Experience. It was so close. I thought, like, 50 yards, I thought was, like, pretty far, or, like, 30 yards. Dude, it felt like it was, like, I was face-to-face with this deer. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny, too, because Ronan was in between me and the deer, so the whole time I'm... I can see the deer, but I can also see him, mm. what he's doing. <laughs> he's like. <laughs> I got to take you hunting in Miami, bro. That was my first experience. Oh, no. He wouldn't, I, he I wouldn't have made it. I don't know if you could that. He would not have survived that. You ever use a Bowie knife? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> see, that's where I wish I would have logged. <laughs> we, we couldn't release it. We, we would have got canceled, bro. But yeah, I'm so glad nobody videoed that. <laughs> no evidence. <laughs> Oh man. So, Tony. Yo. It's your week, man. It's your month, actually, let's be honest. Tony month, Tony month, Tony month. <laughs> How are you feeling? It's a big month, bro. I feel great. I'm excited to head out there tomorrow. I have a belly full of water <laughs> and excited to start sweating it out. But nice. Yeah, this is the first and only step. Kill this dude and then move on from there. Move on with our lives. Yeah. <laughs> what are we going to do? Dude, I don't even know why I'm asking you this on the podcast because I've been meaning to ask you this for like a week <laughs> <laughs> on a personal note. Um, you want to go to the Giants-Jets game after the fight? In Houston? No, it's in uh, not right after the fight. It's, uh, I think, the next weekend. The next in, weekend? In I'll Jersey. be in Jersey. I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's do it. All right, sweet. I keep forgetting to ask you, but I guess yeah. <laughs> we're going to the Giants and Jets game. Let's go. Let's go. Jets just had a huge win, so big win for the. Who did they beat oh again? Oh my god! I forget who was it. Uh, green. They were green too. Green too. The Seahawks. No, the other one. 
the Falcons? It's that freaking whack part of Pennsylvania that <laughs> tries to be like Jersey. Um, oh, like, like Eastern Pennsylvania? Yeah. Harrisburg? No, no, no. Like uh, further down. Further down. Um, Lancaster? Philly. Philly. Yeah. They have a football team? Oh my they god. do. Oh my god. Really? Man. Yeah, they, they try. They try. Oh well. Oh, look at him. Now he's a listen. He just switched over <laughs> to baseball. <laughs> What's he's like ripped off the Eagles jersey? <laughs> listen, it's a bad week. The Eagles weren't going undefeated this season. In my opinion, you know, just like well, they're Bo, definitely not going undefeated now. Well, no, obviously. Yeah. Well, just like Bo and fantasy football. Hey, hey, hey. You, know, <laughs> you shut your mouth. That's not time. Bro, it's not time. You know why that. I lost? Yeah. All right. Let's let's finish this Eagles thought and then I'll explain why I lost fantasy football. But no, but you made a really great point the other week talking about how, you know, you it's very hard to go undefeated. You're going to face roadblocks in the season. And the Eagles faced a roadblock. But you know what? You got to take losses to get wins. It's just how it rolls in life. Just 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 I'm That's a messed huge up. Jets fan, bro. I, I know you are. I know, I know you are now. It's the only thing I'm going to Long be Island Jets, that. baby. Let's go. <laughs> oh, man. That's yeah. going to be sweet, though. Jets, Giants. Yeah, it should be a fun game. What was the connection? Phil. Phil. Have you met Phil? Uncle Phil? No, oh. I, no, no, no. Phil, uh, Phil from Wild Sports. The I cards know. guy. Oh, I, I, He's great. The I, guy I love that, him. The pickleball, professional pickleballer. <laughs> No, nah, he uh, he he invited us out. Awesome. And I was like, uh, I'm in. Yeah, I'll my be buddy in. doesn't really like to do things, but he'll probably come. I don't, but <laughs> post fight week, yeah. I'll probably be feeling good. Yeah. Um, there'll be a ton of hot dogs and burgers. Yeah, that and sounds stuff. great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yo, you got any uh, funny stories about shaving? I do, but <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> How funny is it? Do you know what I'm about to say? No. Uh, <laughs> let's just say one time Shaq let me his buzzer. And uh, he thought it was for my face, but I use it for my body. And oh, he was man. not happy. Dang. Well, <laughs> that doesn't sound fun. You uh, really should have just bought a lawnmower from Manscaped. Should've. Made it happen. So do they have separate... Uh, uh, buzzers for like face and body they, they have different, different attachments they have different attachments for face and for body and uh i think that you know you're you're actually less likely to get nicks and cuts down there if you use manscape products that's great because i always go full clean shaven before each fight yep so i'm gonna need to do that uh in the next couple of days listen y'all manscaped has a ton of options no matter what your need is they got you covered check it out manscaped.com Use code BOW for 20% off, free shipping. That's 20% off and free shipping with code BOW at manscaped.com. Take care of yourself. All right, let's get into why I lost fantasy football this weekend. I saw that. Uh, that was the only thing I saw in the listen, script, and I, it really hurt me. Listen, I should have won. I've just been making some plans based off of the agreement we had with the 50K that I was going to get, and... It really changes things when you lose. So <laughs> you're like, I was about to put a down payment <laughs> yeah. on this house. I was about to, to make a couple phone calls. Yeah, yeah. I uh, all right, but there's really one person to blame for this loss, and most of the time, most weeks, I would say me for not being a good enough fantasy manager. But the fact is that Justin Herbert is an absolute ass clown. Cannot throw a ball to save his life. What team is that? The Chargers. The only reason I know oh. is because I watched Monday Night Football last night, and he overthrew Keenan Allen 
on two touchdowns. He was wide open, and he th- overthrew him by like 10 feet. And I literally would have made an all-time great comeback on Monday night had this stupid, stupid son of a freaking gun known how to throw a football. You're a quarterback. You're in the NFL. I'm calling you out, Justin Herbert. I thought you had Tua. Yeah, I do have Tua, but Justin Herbert was throwing passes to my receiver, Keenan Allen, oh. and he overthrew him on two touchdowns. One of them would have been a seventy oh, yard had- one of them would have been a seventy yard touchdown pass. Mm. And and I literally would have won if he, he only needed to complete one of the one out of the two and I would have won the won the uh the game this week. And this dude can't throw a dang ball. Dang. And I hate how much this is upsetting me because I really shouldn't be that upset about this. Well the stakes are high, so the stakes are high, Justin freaking Herbert. Get Keenan Allen the ball. Tony Pollard also had an awful game. Dude, Tony Pollard scored like twenty one points. Or no, he scored eighteen points. And Tony and Dak overthrew Tony Pollard yeah, in the at end the end of the game. And that's literally all I needed was one more complete pass on any of those three opportunities, and I would have won the game. So you lost by seven? I lost by eight. That's crazy. Yeah. And that, and I and I lost by eight points. There was a 70 yard touchdown overthrown, a 50 yard touchdown overthrown, and a 30 yard touchdown overthrown. Oh, How crazy, crazy is that? Man. You don't care. <laughs> All I've got to say, dude, I was literally, <laughs> I, I, I think that I'm not going to watch football anymore. I'm just going to let it ride. And because the last two weeks I've watched and You're my too team invested, is, I don't even say too invested. Your team, you I would just, say way too invested. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so frustrating because I'm like, you guys suck. They don't actually suck, but tough. they just need to do better. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, you know, the guy that is on the couch that's yelling at professional quarterback, <laughs> boo, you suck. And it's like, really? But I'm also a professional athlete. So yeah, I, that's the standard that yeah. I hold them to. Or the guy on TV or on the guy on the couch just yelling at the yeah. UFC fight, like, stand because up. Here's the thing. <laughs> I feel comfortable calling Justin Herbert an ass clown for missing those passes. Interesting. It was the only word that made sense to me. Maybe a biscuit neck. A biscuit neck. Yeah. It's, now I'm intrigued. I don't know. I, <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, what was the other ones? That's a Neville's insult. <laughs> no, I was listening to this really funny clip about uh, it was Tosh point oh, uh-huh. and it was Tosh um, saying terms, and it was a lineup of people. It was like a black guy, a white lady, a Latino guy, an Asian. <laughs> And it was all um, raise your hand if you're if this term offends you. <laughs> Be was, careful. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and he was just making up random terms. It was so and funny. Really though. Yes or no? And a couple of them, yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. It, it's funny. it's really funny. He was just making up like, and one of them, the only one I remember was biscuit neck. <laughs> and he's like, oh, one of them was a, a sugar taster, <laughs> sugar taster. Biscuit neck, a clink clunk, and like every once in a while, some or pretty much for every term, everybody's like, "Hey, yeah, you can't say." And he's like, "Really? You can't say clink clunk?" That's funny. Yeah, but it was it was funny. But anyways, that's where that came from. But anyways, I feel comfortable. Back to the original point, I feel comfortable screaming at an NFL quarterback because if I go into a fight and they bet on me and I just get beat up or knocked out. They they should scream in my face too. 
<laughs> seems fair. I would feel fine with it. I'd be like, you know what, man? That's right. I deserve that. Seems fair to me. Yeah. Speaking of getting But I only get to be berated by NFL quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else, don't say shit. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead, Ronan. Speaking of people that got the shit beat out of them this weekend, let's Who? talk about Dylan Dennis. Oh, yeah. Getting absolutely mollywopped by Logan Paul. You watched the fight? No. Me neither. This is what I wanted to break down with you guys. I figured. <laughs> but I wanted to break down this sequence with oh, you guys. Oh, you got guys. it. Okay. This is a great addition. Yeah, I like this. All right, that was embarrassing. That was bad. The ground and pound looked good, though. He yeah. should have kept ground and pounding in. Yeah. Oh, he whiffed on the security guard. Wow. <laughs> His security card. <laughs> Control. <laughs> that looks embarrassing. Oh, look at Jake. He's right in the middle of it. That has a lot of guys. Yeah. That was actually kind of dope that he jumped on the ring. Yeah. I get a little claustrophobic just watching these guys. Yeah, I don't. I would not want to be all up in there. Is that Charlie Decca? <laughs> I look like I look like get the guy looked like Charlie. That one big security guard's always doing something. <laughs> the real thing. So right now we're we're breaking down the Logan Paul and Dylan Dennis finish there. And the thing that I want to break down with you guys is the is Logan Paul's. <laughs> 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 oh, that's the best, bro! Is the takedown defense right here? How does that? How, yeah, how's it looking? I was a little upset with it. Like, if you're gonna go, you don't jump guillotine. Yeah, if you're gonna go outside of boxing, like get something you know you're gonna get. Yeah, you can't jump guillotine and end up on your back. Yeah, even and the double he shot too. Like he he it's didn't drive terrible. through it. Like, yeah, you got to go all in. Yeah, just throw a hard leg kick. <laughs> Dude, that would absolutely wreck somebody. Yeah. Imagine that. You lead off with that. Just yeah. Faint, faint, faint. Boom. Boom. Like, oh, 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 man. Yeah, overall, that was just bad. Yeah. Logan Paul's defense looked good for yeah. takedown defense. I'll watch MMA fight with them now. That would be fun. Yeah. I would definitely like to see that. Might actually Little gloves. I think, mm -hmm. dude, these boxing influencers are not boxing influencers. These influencers need to stop boxing. <laughs> They need to stop boxing. They should start fighting MMA for real. Imagine who, who, who are two big YouTubers. Name two big YouTubers. Danny Duncan and Mr. Beast. Imagine Danny Duncan. <laughs> that's a great fight. Imagine Danny Duncan, Mr. Beast. MMA gloves, four ounces, no shin guards, no elbow pads, in a cage, and just beating the shit out of each other. Someone's getting slept because they're going to start wailing. Three five-minute rounds. Three five-minute rounds. Somebody's getting tired. Somebody's winning that fight. Yeah. It's not that there is no way that's going to distance. No Jeez. shot. Imagine that. Imagine just getting just one of these YouTubers getting elbowed in the face. It's not the same as a 10 ounce glove getting punched. Yeah. I just, I saw Matt Brown tweet, tweet that. He was like, Does any of these influencers want to do a Muay Thai match? Cause I really want to elbow y'all in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Brown. Yeah. Oh, dude. He has some sick knockouts too. He does. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. That, I don't think they need to be fighting Matt Brown. <laughs> <He's> like, <"Whoa." laughs> I'm not trying to see a murder. <laughs> or am I? <laughs> no, but I would love to. They, they need to start. They need to Zucker, go Zuckerberg and Elon. Quit boxing each other. Yeah, what joke. happened with that, bro? I thought you were. No, I don't know. Setting think, that up or is it in the works. Elon versus Zuckerberg? Yeah. We're still working on it. Okay. All right. We're just still make sure you tell them about what our pledge was. Yeah. Well, I, well, I texted Elon 
uh, the other day, and he just rep- responded with a like quadratic equation. I didn't know how to solve it, so that's what you get when oh you're a Tesla guy. <laughs> Move on. Um, gosh. Something that I wanted to ask you about, because we are going to Texas this weekend. Hook Te- horns. Hook them, baby. Texas barbecue. How good is it? Texas is the number one barbecue state in the country. Easily, in my opinion. You know, you can look at barbecue. Barbecue has a few different, you know, I guess subcategories. You could look at barbecue out of the Carolinas. You could look at... Jersey know, barbecue. Please stop. You could look at... <laughs> <laughs> like a, a Memphis style Tennessee barbecue, you could look at Louisiana barbecue. You know, all throughout the South, there's there's different subcultures. Just like there's different accents, you know, different Southern accents. And to me, what Texas barbecue is all about is about quality. It's about substance. I mean, when I think of Texas barbecue, I think of a 20 hour smoked brisket that's just absolutely on point with a nice middle of the road, not too sweet, not too, a little spice, but not too spicy barbecue sauce. And then just like all your fixings, you know, your fixings, got your, got your beans, got your, uh, coleslaw, coleslaw, get a little bit of cornbread. Yes, sir. I know the fix. Get a little bit of cream corn, cream spinach, talking about some okra, cheese dip, talking about a little cheese dip. Yes, sir. Talking about little corn nuggets. Y'all, mm. what you know about them corn nuggets? You know nothing about those corn nuggets. You ain't nothing about corn nuggets, bud. Um, and then finish <laughs> off with a nice uh, either an Oreo cream pie or a banana cream pie. Maybe some sweet tea. Yeah. That sounds fire. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't that impressed with Houston the last time. So what do you know about Houston? When's the last time you were in Houston? Uh, a few months ago for the f- fight that I was supposed to fight at. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got you, bro. I'll yeah. take you to some spots. All right. Yeah, I got I got a couple good spots. Um, overall, my opinion, Houston is okay. Mm-hmm. It's not one of my top cities in Texas. You know, I'll take Dallas. I'll take Austin. I'll take San Antonio. All before I'll take Houston. But there's some there's some great spots in Houston. Man. It's just a big city. That's the problem. Is it, it's a spread. I'm out. not a big city guy. A lot of the Cities in Texas, they don't really have that big city feel. Mm-hmm. They more, you know, have a, a like a homey feel. Whereas Houston, it's just a big place, man. So you get to the outskirts, you get to like Klein, the Woodlands, a few different spots out there. It's it's real nice, sweet, yeah. So I don't know where your fight is, but it's right by the airport. Okay, so well, <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like we're gonna. Spend our time uh, there for the fight, and then uh, <laughs> we'll get the hell out of there. <laughs> move on. <laughs> the legs on that kombucha, man. It's real nice. So someone was commenting on uh, on our videos that they don't like you anymore because you drink. Because I drink. Because <laughs> I think you're drinking. What do they think I'm drinking? <laughs> they think you're drinking wine. Why? That would be dope. <laughs> when we're retired and we just podcast and we don't fight, I will drink wine on the show. This will be my glass. And it'll be that full. <laughs> Dude, that, that's actually dope. I, I'm really excited now about the idea of when we retire. Of course, I have all these plans. Mm-hmm. But I think I'll never not have either a wine glass or a cigar going. It's just classy. Just all the time. Wake up, 8 a.m., cigar. <laughs> Noon, eat a sandwich, glass of wine. Cigar. Cigar, afternoon, you know, 
dinner, steak, potatoes, espresso. espresso. We're tired. You can have espresso at 8 p.m. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? I'm going to drink. Dude, I'm going. I feel like we have. I, we've talked about this before, but I, I don't know how many years it'll be. I think it may be probably minimum two to take post fighting when we're done competing in a serious sense to just go hard yeah and then figure out the next adventure yeah it's like now what will i do to apply all the principles i learned to become the best in the world in something else right yeah and and, and you need two years of really like decompressing and yeah decompress it's almost like you take those two years and they become your freshman year of college again <laughs> and you're just you ain't worried about class you're not worried about your grades. You're not worried about money. You're, you're worried senior. about having a good time. Or yeah. freshman. <laughs> Is it freshman or senior? Either one. Senior spring. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, probably spend 40% of that time on a boat. Naturally. And we live in central PA. So how that's going to happen, I don't know. Well, multiple houses. <laughs> Solved. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Do you have any hypotheticals for us this week, buddy? I actually have... Well, I was tasked with hurting your feelings last week. So it's impossible. I want to cut <laughs> to my favorite segment on the show now. Boom roasted. I heard it's here to stay. Roasted by Ron. Roasted. Last one did get the last one did get me. I'm I'm curious. What do you have? Oh, did you hold on real quick before you say it, how long have you spent thinking about this? You gave me a week. Okay, so you spent the whole week? Yeah. All right. I, I spent a good amount of time on this. Yeah. Um I love the fourth grade handwriting. It just really it's makes it better. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bo and Tony, you get no bitches. Boom. Roasted. What? Because you're married. <laughs> uh, you're almost married. Uh. <laughs> oh, man. Pretty good. That's literally the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Next. Uh, okay. Bo, Easter Island called. They need your head back. Boom. Roasted. Like the Easter Island heads. You see those? You kind of look like one of those. Work on your delivery, dude. Last last week you were you were more confident. Slow it down yeah. a bit. I'll, okay. Also, and if you have to explain your joke, it's a stupid <laughs> joke. I think it was stupid. That was pretty good. Well, if you have to explain it, what do you? Wh- what else you got? Uh, Tony, you were a psychology major. Might as well have been a star girl. Boom, roasted. It's <laughs> a star girl. It's a star girl. Like one of those girls you meet that like they're just like so like sign. what star sign are you? There were a lot of those in my psychology class. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Bo, you like rolling around with other dudes for fun. Boom. Roasted. Okay. You done? Uh, I got one more for Tony. This better be good, bro. Oh, Oh, this one. This one's what we like to call the finale. Tony, being Italian isn't a personality trait. Boom, roasted. <laughs> that was his best one so far. It's good because like all of mine are backhanded comments, so I I, I like it. <laughs> they are a little bit. But that was it was at least kind of creative. Yeah. Thanks. All right. I got I got I think I got at least one off the top of the dome for you. <sighs> okay. Um, let me think. I just have to look at you, and that's pretty much the joke, so <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Those uh those pants you're wearing are awful tight. Where'd you get them? Like queers are us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh. <laughs> what else? Um, Pretty sure Tony has these same pants. I was gonna say, are those my pants? 
Uh, let me think of one more. It's hard to decide between a a gay joke or a lesbian joke. <laughs> <laughs> Can't figure out what you got going on here. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm not even gonna try. Sorry, Tony. Do you got any? Uh, yeah, Jets beat the Eagles. Boom roasted. Frick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how about you said something about being a Italian isn't a personality trait. <laughs> That's what you said, right? I did say that. Yeah. Neither is being from Philly. <laughs> and you're not even from Philly, you poser. You just don't get it, man. You you're just not, don't get it. You're not from Philly. I'm not I I'm not from Philadelphia, but I live close to Philadelphia, so therefore I like their sports teams. Like isn't actually a strong enough word. I love Philly sports. I've never seen you eat a full steak, boom roasted. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> my, one of my thoughts for the pod, and we'd love feedback on this, but I feel like we're doing a good job with the entertainment. Mm-hmm. We need to give our viewers slash listeners some substance. That's what I like. I like when we're... Let's give them something to make them better. Yeah. Like the last pod, we were a good combo, half and half. Yep. So that's on row to ask us a good thought-provoking question. And I have one. So we can... Sh- you have one? I have one for you. <laughs> okay. Proceed. So, I think that, you know, when you go into an event, when you go into, like, you're competing in sports, you know, there's a bunch of different ways your mind can go. Mm-hmm. Um, just talk about how you guys, maybe not have a clear mind going in the competition, but maybe having a balancing system in your head, going into a big match, you know, a fight, whatever it may be. That's a good question. Go ahead. I think that for me... When I'm going into a fight or going into a competition setting, you know, there's a lot of different thoughts that can come into your mind. And I think recognizing that every thought that comes into your mind, that's not you. That's not really, it's just, that, that's what, what, how we work as humans. We have thoughts that come to our mind all the time that that's not really us. Like at least probably two or three times a day while Ron and I hang out, I have the thought to strangle him unconscious. <laughs> But I don't do that because I know it's just a thought. That's not actually what I want to do, you know. And so um, I think that you you got to really observe and and listen to those thoughts and then replace them with something more positive. So if you have the thought of, oh, what if, what what if I lose or what if something bad happens, you know, then for me it's acknowledging that, understanding, you know, that's just a thought coming in. It's not me, and then replacing it with with gratitude with focus, with appreciation, with maybe some specific um, tasks in my mind that I want to accomplish in the fight. So that could be being in good position, controlling the lead hand, uh, setting up defense before offense, things like that. And um, so I think that when you go into a fight, you have to have a plan of what's going to happen when a bad thought comes into your mind. You have to have coping mechanisms and a strategy and a protocol, the same as you would in a technical way when you're competing that that's my my kind of two cents yeah i do the same the same thing and i think doing it every day is what helps you do it in those moments because yep that those are the most extreme moments whatever it is let's say you have a test or like an interview or a fight is the ultimate fight or flight but whenever your body feels like it's in that fight or flight it's gonna naturally do what it's been doing as a pattern for the last 
three months, six months to a year for the, the majority of your life. So for me, I'm very aware of those moments that simulate that feeling um, in fight camp or just like in everyday life. Uh, let's, let's say I'm getting to the cold tub or like have sparring mm-hmm. or just feel uncomfortable during the day, like constantly trying to, like Bo said, replace anything negative with a positive thought and not just letting it like the negative thought just go unacknowledged. And then when all the lights are on and you're about to go fight someone and your body is in full fight or flight, it's going to naturally be like, oh, what have we been doing all this time? Let's just keep doing it. And that's when I just remind myself what I've done, remind myself to trust in God, trust in my preparation, trust in my higher self, and then I can just be at peace. Interesting. Absolutely. I think that, you know, that applies to... Obviously, it applies to us with fighting, but that applies to everything. You know, it could apply to a younger athlete who's competing in a sport. It could apply to somebody who's going into a job interview. It could apply to somebody in just in high pressure situations in in business or with relationships. And uh, I think it, it really has a big effect when you can do it consistently. Like Anthony said, you know, if you just show up on the biggest at your biggest opportunity and then try to figure it out then it's probably not going to work out but if you have a plan in place and you practice it every single day and you're consistent then the good things that's when the good things happen right like you know it's not up to chance whether or not you're going to react in a positive way you know you are because you put yourself in that place every day Mm -hmm. so when you guys like go into competition is there like a sense of like you're nervous or maybe not nervous is the right word to describe it, but you know, you, you've been using like those negative thoughts kind of creep in your mind. So do you kind of channel that, that nervousness into something better? Or is it more of just kind of canceling it out with, you know, feeling okay with yourself, you know, going over your preparation? Yeah. I think uh, you're always going to be nervous, at least from my experience, but it's what you do with that and recognizing and observing I mean, just observing any feeling or thought is like a great first step. Okay, I'm feeling nervous. My body's preparing to do something great. So that changes it from a negative perception of, oh, I'm nervous. Like I'm not going to prepare. I'm not going to perform well to know this is what my body's been doing for thousands of years to prepare for a threat. And so it's going to be primed to do its absolute best. And so that's just one example of, yeah, those things are going to come up, but how do you label them and how do you replace them with, with as something positive? And then I also just, when I do want to like quiet it, my mind down a bit, I'll just focus on my breathing, do some deep breaths and focus on like, I'll just close my eyes and kind of focus on like the blackness and that, that, that tends to like quiet down. Um, so those are like the two methods I use, quiet and then replace mm. something positive. Yeah, I think, you know, we all have our ways that we go about it and I think it's important for everybody to find what works for them. Um, but what I've kind of, we're, we're in a fortunate place where we get to experience this a lot. I mean, you, we get to experience this feeling to an extent when we go into practice every day, when we go to spar, mm-hmm. you know, Tony brought up the cold tub when we go to sit in the cold tub, all those things, like you, you get to feel that feeling a lot. And, you know, yeah, it's heightened at a big fight when there's a million people watching, but it's, it's that same feeling still just, you know, more accentuated and so I think that for me what's worked well is 
when I feel that nervousness and that um, kind of fear maybe creeping in, I just remind myself that one, this was my choice to be here and that I, I enjoy this, that I love it. And I think that maybe that's unique to me because I don't think everybody feels that. But for, like I said, me personally, I always remind myself, this is good. You know, a lot of people associate nervousness with negativity and maybe feel like they shouldn't feel that. But for me, it's just continuing to be myself. And if I'm feeling this, I should be because I've done everything I need to do to prepare. And this is fun. This is how I know I'm, I'm living life to the fullest because I want to feel those things. I want to feel, I like feeling all the different ends of the spectrum in regards to, you know, emotion or, you know, those visceral real feelings um, in life. And then, you know, I mentioned this, but it just reminds me to have fun and be myself. You know, I, I don't really feel like that's something to be afraid of, you know, the nervous energy. It's something to enjoy because you only get to experience that so much in life. Interesting. Another thing that I think that you guys talk about a little bit is the power of like visualization and the idea of like, you know, maybe not you've already achieved something. Time just hasn't caught up yet, but just go into like how that kind of helps you prepare for uh, big matches or big fights or just anything in, in general in life. Yeah, there's one verse in the Bible that I, I was just reading over. It's uh, Mark eleven twenty four. 24. Uh, whenever you pray for, whenever you ask for something in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Mm. And it's funny because that's like, if you, t if you talk to anyone about uh, manifestation, that's like the number one rule that they say. And a lot of it stems from that verse, but um, it's all about believing whatever you want act and feel and think as though you have received it. Mm. And then that attracts like of everything that is involved with those feelings and whatever that, 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 that uh, goal is into your actual reality. And so that's how I see visualization because when we imagine something, you know, our minds can't tell the difference. If you imagine like something very terrible that's happened to you or something, something super great and you put yourself in that situation and think and hear and smell everything that was there, you start feeling your like your your body react in the way that it was when you were in that situation, because it can't tell a difference from from the imagination. So that's why visualization is so powerful, and something I've like always used is just like whatever goal you have in any area of life, visual visualizing it, putting yourself there, feeling it to the best of your ability, and then that draws that reality to you. And then when you get there and you experience it, it's like. A weird feeling because you've been there so many times it is it is definitely weird but yeah i'm 100 <clears throat> in agreement visualizing you have to when you visualize something you're you're making it real and i think you can improve on visualization the more you do it you know for me at least the more i visualize something the more real it gets and the better i get at you know making it real right in my mind and uh you brought up something that was important tony about all of your senses right you know seeing it's important it, it, it's important to make it as real as possible so you got to seal it see it you got to feel it you got to hear it you got to smell it you know all those different things to where it your body is it almost just 
makes that decision. It's like, it's like a decision's made, and now that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I feel like everybody really in life, we're, we're all given the power to get what we want if we commit to it. And I think that, you know, a lot of unrealized goals are because people really didn't want it at the end of the day. Like if you if you really made a decision that you're going to get it, then you would. Mm-hmm. Clarity of purpose when it really is truly fully defined and like, okay, I'm doing this no matter what. The universe, God, everything helps to conspire to help you get there. But when you're like, yeah, I want this, but you're not visualizing it. You're not creating a plan. You're not doing everything to start that process. All those forces are going to be like, well, no, you don't. So we're not going to help you. That's yeah. like the easy way to explain it. Yeah, for sure. Quiet over there, bud. No, I was just listening. It's good. You know, mm-hmm. take it in. You can take over the world with that information. Is that how it works? Use wisely. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's bring it back a little bit. With my week seven better picks lineup. So I lost again this week. I only lost one pick. I guess so. <laughs> that one, that one hurt. Because Stefan Diggs can't get more than 103 and a half receiving yards. He was three yards off. I'm really not three. counting. I was really not counting. Wow. Which is stupid. That was tough. It's it's stupid. It's stupid at Did this he point. Did miss like it's, a final play or something? No, it wasn't anything like huge or like he just, the Bills suck. The Bills won though, right? They did win. They did win. Who did they play? Giants. Yep. That's a big win. <laughs> I don't give a shit about <laughs> the Buffalo Bills winning football games. But what you should give a shit about is better picks. Here we go. This is my lineup for week seven. A.J. Brown over Under. in receiving yards. Dude, they're playing the Dolphins. It's going to be a shootout. Dolphins defense blows. So we're going to see a big game from A.J. Brown. He, he had a kind of a quiet game against the, uh, the Gary V's over in New York. So um, I'm expecting a big game, A.J., if, if you're out there. I love you. He definitely um, listens to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> For me, obviously. Uh, Josh Allen, over in rushing yards this week. Oh, I thought you weren't a Bills guy. I'm not a Bills guy. But we're oh, going I hate the Bills. Bills. I hate the Bills on Josh Allen. I don't Allen. give a shit about the Bills. Well, this is the thing. I don't give a shit if they win or not. As long as Josh Allen moves those little legs forward. He's a, a tall Josh boy. Allen is 6'6". Six, he six. is 6'6". Six. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. He is. Dude, that dude can scrap, too, for sure. I, I, I just, let's, I put him, let's put him up, up against somebody, bro. <laughs> Josh Allen? Yeah. Oh, I, I got money on Allen. Him versus Gronk or something. Okay. That'd be a good fight. I like it. So dude, out. uh... The one Bills lineman and the Giants lineman were getting into it, and uh, Josh Allen went up and just shoulder checked the dude, and I was like, "Yes, <laughs> let's go!" That just made me root for him. He's a kind, of, he's like a savage for yeah. real. Yeah. Um, the last part of my better picks lineup: Bijan Robinson to score a touchdown. Go download better picks. Use code Ronan. Win some money. That's not a real code. Don't use that code. That's it an is invalid code. It's so it it's crazy because it is. It's a real code. Shockingly or not. There's I've, only two codes. I've, B-O-T. 
T O N Y. Okay. Next. But if you're my or if you're my mom and dad, you use code Ronan. Because <laughs> that's probably who is going to use the code. Um, I mean that's that's pretty much ready to rock and roll here, boys. Oh, mm. I thought you swallowed that lemon seed. <sighs> Dang it! It would stay. Oh, dude. Half gallon to go. Why uh, this comes out Friday. Give me the chills. This comes out Friday. This comes out Friday. I'll be fighting on Sunday. UFC Fight Pass is going to be free on their Facebook and YouTube page. So tune in. I'll probably fight around 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Let's go. Not going to want to miss it. And it'll be over by 7.03. Well, 7.01. Beautiful. Over under on Anthony Cassar's fight time. Live now on Better Fix. (laughs) (laughs) Over under set at 1 minute 25 seconds. (laughs) <laughs> let's go one let's go 140 i'll go under under 140 get that catch you next time <laughs>